0: We going? I should probably check. I don't even know. What's going on. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, we are going. All right.
1: Hello, everybody. How's it going? We hope you're doing well. Welcome to our Thursday Viney G Live. I prefer to call it uh, Thursday. Our theol man. Theology and culture Thursday. There you go. Yeah. Uh, that's why he's the lead pastor. He's got the gift of gab. Um, so, that being said, today we're going to, what we want to do on Thursdays is look at a topic that's happening in culture or even yeah. just a theological topic that's important to us and just kind of dive into that topic. And so, uh, a few first before we get into the, today's topic, next Thursday what we're going to do is we're going to jump into what we call question and response uh, week. So, we want to hear any of your big questions about the Bible or things you've been wondering personally about the Bible. A little. Or yeah, they'd yeah, be little, little question too. Like, Almost preferably little questions, actually. it <laughs> would be a little
0: question? What's the first book of the Bible? Oh, yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> My invitation. Oh, mean Genesis. Yeah, Genesis. So, um, so that being said, uh, if you have any questions, you can put them in the comments. You can message one of us. You can email one of us. Yeah. You can text one of us. Uh, and we'd love to just get some of those questions. We might not get to all of the questions, but we might pick some of the ones that maybe we're getting asked a bunch. Or, right. or if we know there's like a sermon coming up where we're going to be diving into that, we might not pick that question. But send us your questions because next Thursday it's going to be just question and response time. And part of why we call it response time is I stole that from the Bible Project guys who instead of say question and answer, they like to say question and response because sometimes the way that they will respond to a question has changed over the years, so uh, so just I've never heard that, yeah. You know, yeah. so I, uh, anyways, nice guys, yeah. So that's what yeah. we'll be doing today. So I, I'm uh, looks like I'm messing on my laptop because I want to make sure the live stream is coming in right now. It looks like it is working. So, today, our topic we're going to be talking about prayer and our culture in general, mm-hmm. just prayer the idea of prayer, not just even prayer God, but just prayer in general and our culture. So that being said, uh, today, interact with us as well. If you have questions about prayer or thoughts or whatever, we're going to try to respond on here
0: if we can. So yeah. sometimes the questions don't pop up quite right on my laptop, but hopefully they do. Shout out to Angie, especially. Brandon and Jess would love to you too, but Angie, especially, good to see you, good to hear from you. Way down in the land of fiend. Yeah, good to see you, Angie,
1: former interns, a lot of former interns on here. So that means we didn't scare them uh scared them way too bad, they except they moved away, so. Uh, so, uh, today we're gonna to be talking about prayer and culture, and uh, kind of one thing in particular made us want to do this, is we saw there's this, a bunch of articles going around, a bunch of different Christian websites, that there's this uh, gal, Jeanette B- Benson, who did a study, on Google searches in the midst of this like coronavirus time, this COVID 19 time, and and what people are Google searching, and what she saw is that prayer, the, right. just search Google searching for the word prayer is just rising to the top. It's just get uh, like this is becoming a common search. I'm going right. to read uh, uh, some quotes from this study. So during March, all her research in March, this is what she's seen uh, with Google searches for prayer being surged to the highest. ...level during the past five years for which comparative Google search data is available, surpassing all other major events that otherwise instigate intensified demand for prayer, such as Christmas, Easter, and Ramadan. So even bigger than those seasons of life. And then she also says, I find that the intensified searches on prayer during the COVID-19 pandemic is global. It occurs on all continents and for Christians and Muslims. Even Denmark, one of the least religious countries in the world, sees systematic increases in internet searches on prayer. She says this as well. The search mainly coincides coincides with increases in the registered cases of the COVID-19 rather than surges in death rates. Prayer intensity also rises in countries that have only recently been hit by the pandemic themselves. So, uh... Interesting study that she has you can look it up online if you you could google it and find the study by Jeanette Benson. but she basically did all this research looking at the last five years and Google searches and prayer is just surging to the top and there's You know some of the things that's happening all over the world It's particularly happening where like cases of the coronavirus are popping up in countries not so much the death rate as much as just the cases, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So, so today we're just going to talk about prayer and culture. We're going to talk about different, I just got some yeah. questions for Vince, and it will be just a dialogue between us two in some ways, and, and I'd just like to hear some of Vince's thoughts and even some of your thoughts in the uh, comments about prayer. But So yeah. Vince, well, it, not just our culture, and not just cultures that are Western or have Christian backgrounds or Christian whatever you want to say in them. Christian influences in them. Right. But cultures all across the world, these Google searches, these internet searches for for prayer are are spiking and growing and becoming one of the top searches in these countries. So why, Vince, why do you think this is
0: happening now alongside the Corona stuff? Yeah. Um, I'll say I'm happy it's happening now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think on the whole what a what an interesting thing. Um, I think so much of this and we've we've talked in length even last Thursday kind of around the way our culture has been formed and yeah. um, and what we really buy into from a worldview perspective as a, as a culture as a as as Americans really yeah. here in the West and I, and I think that plays a role here too right so you've um, we, we've been shaped through the scientific method the yeah. enlightenment and so I think there's this sense of things should always make sense yeah um, chaos just never makes sense uh, right like yeah. um, disorder things we can't control yeah. right things uh, why why this why now yeah, yeah. you know all that kind of stuff it I think when life um, gets disordered totally. I think we don't know what to do like yeah. I think like good, uh, I think our culture has been bred and had the water we drink right it's just kind of this um, this understanding of like things should just kind of work out, and yeah. then so mix that with um, like that reality being something that 's now globalized, yeah. you know so this isn 't just a western issue that 's a globalized issue, so um, you mix that with like the globalization of technology, so now we know of stuff we would have just never known before yeah. right so there was anytime <laughs> time there were these things maybe in the past, it was like, well, you knew the guy down the street was sick yeah. you know or or maybe the town over we were able to access like global statistics yep. we we're able to like really watch the trend of of covid19 work its way across oceans and then you just get all that stuff and i think lastly the the thing that's really i think informing a lot of this um is like the image of god yeah right that's mm. like on humanity yeah yeah um we are as human beings i think right like we are created by God to image Him. Um, part of that is this—this this bringing order to things that are in disorder. And so, when we uh, when we try and navigate that in a disordered world, yeah. I think there's something in us that's trying to still find the answer, though, yeah. right? Like, so we're like, okay, what can we grasp onto? And so, I think prayer kind of rises to the top. Like, I think it's it's this kind of thing. Okay, well, we don't know what the answer is, so maybe there is something beyond. Yeah what We know and understand, yeah. You know? So, I, I'd love to hear honestly, yeah. I know, 000, you know, so. yeah. I
1: think, I think those things all are influences. I think the like that, you know, the Christianese way to say the last thing you just said is like the eternity on our heart that God has put in us. The image, I mean, the image of God is the Christianese way, too to say it, but, um, yeah, but that's something super secular, <laughs> yeah, 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 but I mean, <laughs> so I think that's a big part. I think, uh, um, I don't know I, one thing i I'm, I'm thinking about one thing I've been wrestling with, like just this i I've been thinking through this idea in the last year a lot is I think a lot of times people come to the Bible and they don't feel like it gives very good answers for a lot of things, sure. especially in our culture. And, yeah. you know everybody kind of has their own thoughts on things, but one thing I think the Bible gives at least. A good answer for is why there's suffering and evil in the world, mm-hmm. um, and it doesn't always even give specific answers. Like this, this input happened now. This output, happened. but just that sin has so affected creation that that's why there's suffering and yes. evil in the world. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's just something I've been wrestling with. It's like does does Christianity give the best answer for why evil exists? So like you take somebody, my friends, that would consider themselves atheists or really science driven. Uh, which uh, I, I really enjoy science, too, but, uh, you know, all, always there's this sense in them that they're like, this is evil, or this is wrong, and I'm like, but why? Like, well, because they've been culturally conditioned, that's their sure. ultimate answer, and then I'm like, so then we, like, you, I don't know, so I've just been wrestling with that, and so I wonder if when there is something like this, yeah, it causes mm-hmm. us to, like, go, man, no, something is wrong with the world, and that's not the way it's supposed to be. You yeah, know? like, it's just interesting that humanity as a whole kind of has this instinct of like this is not the way things are supposed to be and you don't really see that like in anywhere else in creation yeah well like I mean, I I can't speak to chickens, but I don't think chickens are like, hey, this is not the way it's supposed to be. That'd be dope, though. I mean, dolphins do. We you know from dolphins talk to chickens. No, no, I'm saying dolphins oh, yeah. yeah. react to like... <laughs> <In Japan, laughs> well, the environment different ways. chimpanzees do like, conversation. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, no, I, I think, digress.
0: But... but I think in the midst of that too, like, you know, with the image of God stuff, the eternal in our heart stuff, it's. Uh, we were designed to have a desire to communicate with God, yeah, yeah. Right? Like that, his whole thing. Like he didn't need us. He longed. He's like, I'm gonna people. They're gonna have a relationship with me. Yeah. there'll be communion. We we're gonna walk around a garden. It was gonna be fantastic. Yeah. That type of deal. And then, uh, but that was fractured, right? That gets lost. So I think what humanity has done, it's always clamored for another God to be able to communicate with, right? To have relationship yeah. with. When when you get into a situation like like th- where we're at in the states right now, where like money, it's just it's difficult to trust in money right now, yeah. right? Because yeah. it's just it's very that God is not strong yeah. in, in in what's happening with the world. Um, security, it's it seems very like we have to stay in our homes. Yeah. Safety is not there. So help. so like the gods of the Western world. Yeah. Um that they're not even accessible right now. Yeah, yeah. I think for people. And so then I think there's this like reality of well I can't grasp onto the God that I normally grasp onto yeah. for peace, for like, you know, just hope and all that stuff. So I need to I still have this image of God thing on me that yeah. that says no communicate with God. Yeah. My false gods aren't accessible, so I maybe I'll try this yeah. other one. You know what I mean? No, yeah,
1: that's good. Reminds me that I don't know if it's a, I think it's a quote, but I hear I've heard it like the whole like Uh, There's no atheists in foxholes or bunkers or you know in wars and stuff like that. Regina Spektor does a song uh, about uh, God laughing. I can't quite remember the name of the song, but that's it's interesting. She goes through all these different. It's it's kind of the simultaneous that idea mixed with the parody of. Gods we've created for ourselves huh. and the caricatures. If anyone thing. knows the
0: the song, post it here. Yeah, uh, it, yeah. I, God, I don't know. But uh, so do you, you do a great Regina. <laughs> yeah, do a great, uh, do your Regina. No, uh,
1: so I have to have the song playing in order to do it. But uh well, yeah, I you know I think we don't experience a lot of that in the West or in our culture. We don't experience a lot of these things getting stripped away from a security stuff. Like this is like the first event. Probably since 9/11 that America has like felt on the whole
0: like scared or worried or and I'm yeah. sure there's other things but, but even 911 right like there was yeah. this sense of after 9/11 uh, and so for you young bucks that don't remember this but after 911 it was like there was this unity that wasn't there before yeah. in this and but unity around like we're America. Yeah. We rock. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. Toilet paper didn't run out. It was American flags. That, yeah, you know, it was this. Old. It was yeah. the response was different yeah. than this one. Is. Yeah, totally. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think there was that the fear of this thing, and that is what's what's kind of an interesting phenomenon, yeah. right? It's like the fear of this thing we cannot see. Yeah. Right. Uh, is like <laughs> was like way more heightened. Yeah. Than than it was even mm-hmm. back then, you know. So which makes sense, and it's obviously taken more lives than nine eleven even in New York City now at this point, right? right. New York City has seen more deaths uh, through COVID-19 than, yeah. than through... That's interesting. Um, yeah, I wonder what the...
1: I, I didn't see this... I didn't go in-depth in the study or whatever, but I wonder what the average demographics of the people even just, you know, Googling prayer is. Like, it's it? You know, I'm just oh, curious right. about their background. Oh, that's their, interesting, their yeah. Their own religious
0: beliefs. Yeah, like, religious yeah stuff I do actually just know I, I, It's just... It's, it's just it. all people from our church. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, you know, it's like, ah, oh, they don't teach them this enough. So. Yeah, so. Um,
1: well, that's good. Well, let me ask you this. I think you, like, what's funny, a lot A lot of people always joke around about our friendship or relationship. We come, we, like, come from totally different backgrounds yeah. in a lot of ways. Um, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, just in a lot of ways. So I grew up in the church. Vince did grow up in the church. And so prayer has always been something to encourage, like, my dad would tell us to go and kneel and pray like we'd have these family prayer times, and we were forced into right. prayer. And I'd always pray like five sentences and feel like it was six hours. And like, Dad, please let me <laughs> go play. Yeah, we did not have So yeah, yeah. So what was like for you growing up as a as not a Christian? Yeah. Like, what was was prayer a part of your life? Did you pray? Like, I don't know. Like, what, yeah. what was your involvement in prayer before Christ? If you can remember that. Yeah.
0: There wasn't a lot of it, you know what I mean, like, but there was, uh, there was like this weird kind of semblance of like God for sure. Yeah. So didn't grow up Christian, but grew up in Louisiana. Many from the church know that. Um, The first time I actually prayed, and I shared this even in a sermon a few weeks back, was when my baseball coach led our whole baseball team Uh, through the Lord's Prayer. You know, I was eight years old. And I remember being the one that was like left out. Yeah. Like, like every, every other kid just started reciting this. Because everybody knew right it, out. but you didn't know it. I didn't know yeah, yeah, yeah as I had never heard it before. I I literally had no idea what it was. Yeah, like yeah. I, I didn't know who father, like I didn't yeah, know it yeah. at all. Um, and so I remember, I remember just like going home and asking my papa, yeah. like, hey, they did this weird thing. It started with our father and he immediately knew he grew up in Catholic school yeah. and on so, so, then, so then we, we uh, well, was, exactly. he, was he mad about it, or was he like, yeah, oh, whatever. No, nah, he was uh, fine. He didn't care. Yeah. My dad's like crazy chill honestly Yeah, this, anything, is, yeah so. this is before cancer yeah. culture type stuff. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah cool. <laughs> so, I mean, like, honestly, like, that was the first time. And then prayer after that, there was, I would say before as a Christian, yeah. the only time I had any type of, like, semblance of I would pray it would be high school, because I had gone to youth groups, yeah. you know, and seen, I've seen people pray. yeah, and, yeah there was a moment where my uh, a friend of mine died in a car accident. Oh wow. And I remember going to her funeral and uh, her parents um, had uh, had lost their older, the older daughter uh, almost a year to the date of losing Holly. And so they lost their two only two daughters oh, a year apart uh, in car accidents. Wow, that's horrible. And so it was just devastating. And anyway, I remember being at the funeral and uh, and seeing them walk around to us, right. like who were sad because we lost our friend, and these parents are—they're like praying over different mm-hmm. wow. people and saying like, "Hey, can we pray for you?" I mean, they were sad, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like had this eternal perspective of God that I just didn't get. Like, it was super baffling and weird. Yeah. Like, hey, why? Why are you? Yeah. Like you should be acting different. Yeah. Well,
1: so. What, Bring, bring us into that. So, what were you thinking? Like, were we, like, just this is weird, or did you give
0: it some more thought? Yeah, like... I think my first flinch was like, "What's wrong with you?" Yeah, yeah. And then, it, and then it seemed genuine. Like it yeah. was like, this isn't a show. Like they, they genuinely like are grateful for the seventeen years that they had Holly. Yeah. Um, and could not wait to see her again. And it was it was like legitimately like, no, this is gonna happen. Like yeah. it was super. Yeah. Like. Like hopefully, matter of fact, you know, like, yeah. of course, like we we had it for seventeen years, and we're eventually gonna die, and we're gonna we'll be reunited, and wow. uh, and it's like I didn't have an idea of like I hadn't heard of heaven or anything, but man, that was like a really big moment. Should but just good. seeing them praying for people was like this is this didn't make sense. So anyway, I, I didn't have a ton of personal yeah. interaction with it, but once I got saved though, yeah. uh, a few people were like, hey, you're supposed to be doing this. So me and my little crew of friends. We would do like prayer all-nighters so yeah. we just went from zero to a hundred so we went nice. from no prayer to like hey we're all going over to the Thomas's and we're going to start at nine and we're finishing at 5 a.m like oh, we just wow. eight hours of prayer Jeez. different people would fall asleep you know yeah, and then we wake each other up and so we just went hard and yeah, then we realized yeah. like i don't have to do this either. yeah it was, it, was, it was a healthy <laughs> middle ground in
1: the prayer life so yeah yeah no that's funny yeah i remember when i was a kid and i like it's you know, it was very common in the sorts of churches I was growing up, they, you'd almost have this, like, conference speaker or guest speaker come in, and they'd talk about some, like, Christian school or internship they're part of, and they'd always be like, yeah, part of our internship is we have four hours every day where we just sit in prayer in the wow. chapel or something. Yeah. And I remember being like, that sounds like a night <laughs> like every yeah, time. Yeah. And, like, and all the other Christians, and I'm like... Wow, that's great. And, yeah.
0: uh, it's like the it's like the friend that gets up at four AM for his, his <laughs> yeah. morning devo and you're like, Alright dude, like, yeah, good exactly. for you, buddy. Yeah. No, if you buddy. do that, honestly like truly good for you. No, I, I and
1: well what's funny yeah. is that like as a teen or whatever, however young or old I was when I was hearing that stuff, you know, it so, some of it was before I truly loved Jesus, some of it was after, you know, as a teen you're just like, uh oh, this sounds like the chore, this sounds like yeah. what my dad was making me do. But there, yeah, there is an aspect of prayer, and you just, you begin mm-hmm. to want to be in it more and more. Uh, not always, though. There's definitely weeks where, in my prayer times, i don't yeah. lie, I don't
0: want prayer. Oh, no, that. that's true. But, uh... And there's times I don't want to, like, talk to my friends. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I don't, yeah, don't want to yeah, talk totally. to my kids. You, like, really looked <laughs> me in the eye when you <laughs> <say that. laughs> I just felt like, you know, like, even the closest people to me, like, you can you know, tell like, me, like, man, it's, if you don't want to talk, it's fine. Uh, it. yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. Oh, Oh,
1: Randy. it did on Randy Morris for different. waking up early. Yeah. Oh, then I did say Morris. That well. was a different Morris I was talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, good for Randy that he wake up that early. I want to see if he could stay up late to pray. That's the that's the true test. Like the disciples stayed up late yeah. with Jesus. They fell asleep. Yeah, they fell asleep. Oh, Randy, you would have fallen asleep fallen for sure in Gethsemane. So, that's so that, cool. that, that is the actual dig on
0: Randy. Also, Sway, man. Yeah, love the shirt, pal. Thanks. Love you guys. Yeah, Redemption man. West Mesa probably the best church in redemption big shout out you guys are great. um all right so okay so
1: we've talked about our culture and prayer our own personal prayer bit here i'd love to there's this idea that's been coming up a lot more lately i'm still wrestling with it and we've even like wrestled with it in the political realm like where's this kind of stuff happening politics wise and we're yeah. not going to get into that but um but yeah. what where where do you see the direction so you this coronavirus happens, the Google searches for prayer goes up, skyrockets in yeah. like virtually every country it says. So w- where do you see humanity going in general? Like do you see them as becoming less religious, yeah. more religious? And again, now, I'm not saying Christian or, or not, I'm just saying a, a religious type of people, like people that believe in in something outside this material uh-huh. universe, I guess. so. Yeah, so where do you see humanity going, why do you see it going that way, or how, or, yeah, I'll just like flesh that out.
0: Yeah, uh, D.A. Carson, if you're not too familiar with him, he's former uh, president of the Gospel Coalition, I don't think he's still president, but he, maybe he is actually, but D.A. Carson has this um, this illustration, and I, I thought it was really wise, and he has a lot of information to back it up, but talks about how, like, and he, he initially just started talking about the Gospel, but then he realized there's kind of these religious... Spiritual movements around the world that pattern this way similarly, and what we initially started off with was um, the gospel, right? So what, what Christianity bases its whole self on, the gospel for one generation will be beloved, yeah. right? Like that generation's all in. Usually, the next generation, it says the gospel will be assumed, and yeah. then that next generation says the gospel will kind of either be disdained or apathetic about, right? Okay. And, but then it tends to kind of circle back. Yeah. Um, and then you know the eras in which the the generations can get longer and shorter based on though uh events that happen in our world and oh. i and I truly think I feel like this one for our world will reignite some level of a pur- pursuit of spirituality okay. um, now I, I don't know if it'll be. Christianity. Yeah. Uh, I think there, there's a faith in our culture and country. So. Jesus mostly. Well, they like uh, Jesus, but not the whole Jesus. Not the act, Not the, yeah. not the real. Not Jesus. if you're gonna like quote
1: what he said. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. The Besides, problem. love your neighbor, but and some of the, the do do, don't others. don't judge That's me like that kind of stuff. I know. not I'm big on
0: weeping and gnashing of teeth verses of Jesus. Yeah. So I mean, that being said, I I think the movement of of culture is going to be a return to Mm. in a pursuit of something bigger something spiritual yeah Yeah. and i think part of that was inevitable even outside of corona because like listen at the end of the day here's and this is this is going to sound it's a christian answer but i think it's just true in general like you know money makes a terrible god you know like it it just fails everyone you know you get you get all these people, I mean you get uh, I mean there's that classic interview with um, Brad Pitt, if any of you haven't seen that one, right, where he, he like reached the pinnacle, he's the uh, highest yeah. paid actor, and yeah. he's got wife and the kids, and he's got everything, and he comes, gets in and he's like, yeah, this sucks, Yeah. like this like didn't do it. dead inside Yeah, like you know, and, and here's the thing, if that was like a one-off, all right, well not not. but that's yeah. like this, the common story, yeah. like money didn't do it. And I think there's a, now there's gonna be this, this new gift that comes out of technology, mm. That is like now we can all learn that like that's not the answer. Yeah. You know, and it really is people and relationships and ultimately a relationship with God. Um, so I, I think I think it'll actually come full circle and draw people back to that stuff. Interesting. But, I don't know. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I mean
1: that's interesting. So the beloved to the assumed to the apathetic to the disdained type
0: of a thing. Yeah. yeah. So
1: you'd say we're here, at least in our culture, we're like maybe on the
0: tail end of this disdained type of a thing, right? Yeah, I think it's this this mix between apathy and, and disdain. Yeah, you yeah. know, of of kinda of just segments where it is. But yeah. I think because of, you know, media and yeah. you know, this kind of what gets shared about what what they think yeah. we believe. Yeah, I think it's moved into disdain. But again, like eventually things have to give, you know yeah, yeah. it's like, hey this this isn't working either. Yeah. So. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think that's
1: uh yeah, I think that's a lot of truth to that and so it would be interesting to look at how that looks around the world and and all that stuff I've been reading different stuff even in that book I keep referencing making sense of God they, yeah they make this big case for how people are becoming more religious globally that's right. kind of how interesting that is in light of all that we know about the world all that science shows us yeah and, and I think it is exactly what you're saying I think People are testing things and seeing things, and they're going, you know, I think there's something more, you know? Something I love to ask people is, like, hey, have you ever seen a ghost? And I know it's, like, a funny thing, like, but I would say, like, I I could talk to, like, the most scientific person, and they'll be like, yeah, I think I have. (laughs) yeah, yeah. like, I think it's, It's like, like, a common thing, like, people are, like, you know... So, I think there's just like this sense in us, and I think it is because there truly is a spiritual world and a spiritual aspect yeah. to our human nature. And so, I think uh, people,
0: uh, I, yeah, anyways, I, I think that. Well, I think there's also, you're seeing, so, right, if you get into this conversation, you have people who've left the church and they lived in this world called nuns, and not N-U-N, yeah. but N-O-N-E-S, so yeah. they had nun faith or nun allegiance. Yeah. Um, some of the, a lot of the nuns that are returning to faith in some level are going to very uh, high liturgy churches right? oh, yeah, so, yeah. Like, they're like showing yeah. up to like the Episcopal church yeah. and showing up to the Anglican church and they're like hey I want something that is, it's not the kind of the mega show thing, I want like this real reverential yeah. this just seems like the way you yeah. should experience really God's education yeah exactly, so yeah. I think that says something too about yeah. kind of where we're but yeah that's interesting yeah. uh well,
1: tell me this i've noticed a lot i've i've noticed a lot of uh at least over the last five years there's this m- movement of mindfulness now mindfulness is not right. only five years old it's been happening for a long time Yeah, absolutely. um i think i first started getting involved with mindfulness actually through some I was a daughter of a salesman for a little while, and that's yeah, like dude. I don't know why, but in salesman, yeah, I was like
0: water purifiers or something. Yeah, I didn't actually
1: sell them. I just got the uh, like I set up the salesman to come in, so I got oh, their contact nice. info. You were the guy. Right? Yeah, so I was yeah I I would get their contact info and all that kind of stuff, and uh, but anyways, um, that's awesome. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun water time. softener water softeners. Yeah, yeah so and so uh, anyways, all that all that being said. Um, what you, what I, what's interesting to me about mindfulness is there's like, kind of like these weird like connections to, prayer, like that, like yeah, you almost like do oh, things yeah. that are similar to religious communities. You do things that are similar to like even like what the Bible would, consider. And so, I don't know. Touch on that. Where have you seen like, prayer? kind of become this like balm for people or maybe not a balm but like even just like makes my life better regardless of what i think spiritually because i i feel like most americans right now feels like they're like yeah sure i think there's a god but i don't you like whatever like it's in the end it's all gonna be sorted out i'm good whatever like i'm gonna be good like hopefully so like what what are some aspects you've seen of prayer that like kind of uh, people, regardless of their spirituality, kind of go after and benefits of prayer. And I, I don't know. Have you
0: seen any of that? Like, yeah. What are some of them? I mean, honestly, the, so the mindfulness is like blown yeah. up. Right? Yeah. Like totally. You just see mindfulness workshops popping, especially here in Flagstaff. Like, that's just, it's yeah. like all the reach, which makes sense. Um, what I think they're honestly tapping into, I think obviously we would have the yeah. Christian answer of like, no, they're actually conversing with God. They were meant to do yeah. that. Like, that's the God has, like, Work, you know created us to have that type of dialogue, totally. but I think there's just a reality Dude, we live in such a crazy individualistic culture um, We just don't have anyone to talk to Yeah, right like for for, for a lo- for most of the American population in yeah. the West it's like y- You have friends, but even like when you begin to navigate some of those friendships. It's like now. We don't really talk about much yeah. You know what I mean? I think what's being accessed is like people are being able to actually process and communicate feeling, emotion, yeah. truth, wow. stuff they're wrestling with, yeah. that they just feel like they're not allowed to given the culture that we live in. Right? Totally. Like, it's just weird to like talk to a random friend. Yeah. Like in the church, we were like, no, be vulnerable. We yeah. so, try and handle that in. Dude, that's not what's being communicated yeah. when you're growing up in this culture. You know, yeah. It's like, no, oh, keep that crap to yourself. Don't be a burden. Don't yeah. complain, don't whine, push through. And so you don't have that type of depth of relationship. So I think people just don't get to talk much. Yeah. Huh. So part of that I think is just, holy crap. Like I, I get to like uh like converse yeah. and share a few things that I'm really thinking huh. and think things that I'm really thinking instead of always having to like push them down yeah. in an effort to present myself as perfect oh. and or live a life that looks that way. Almost like a
1: spiritual like journaling if you will. Like yeah. I don't know, like yeah. journaling, but maybe there's more impact because there's a spiritual Aspect of it, um, the, kind of what you're saying reminds me of uh, now. This comedian is not clean for those of you you guys that like clean comedians, but Bo Burnham, oh, he had this special kind of good. all about oh, right. uh, just kind of like how he, what he does is a performance, but how what everything everybody does is a performance, and how social media led to that yeah, performance culture. Yeah, you know, and right. so he actually has a pretty poignant. like, finale in that show where he kind of is talking about this Kanye show and these different things, and again, guys, buyer beware, like, this is, uh, he's he's pretty foul sometimes, and so, uh, but, uh, if you can look up his Kanye bit, I think it's pretty clean for the most part, and, uh, kind of this commentary of, like, everything's just a show, and, like, just leaving it at that, like, not even, like, here's the solution, here's what you do, but just, like, Everything's just a show, and yeah, I haven't thought about prayer in regards to, even in just normal human relationships, if everything feels like a show, so, you know, why even, you know, so maybe that's why prayer's so attractive to people, because they can go, I don't have to put on a show when I'm praying, even if I'm not sure to whom I'm praying or whatever.
0: That's a great special, yeah. uh, except for all the bad parts. But that last part, especially. Yeah, is really we scary. haven't <laughs> seen it. We just read <laughs> yeah, totally, um, and got it was revealed to us through the spirit. But I, th- I think there's also like, you know, like because uh, because these things are true. Like, you know, like the mindfulness thing. It's not just this individualistic piece. But I think there's also like the, the reality of when when we have an opportunity to like. Honestly, just, like, escape the enslavement that is running the rat race of our culture. Yeah. I think people, like, feel a freedom and a liberty. They don't know why it's happening. Yeah. So, like, mindfulness and prayer, and, and so, like, we're trying to equate them in a bit, because that's, in a sense, what I what think secularists are trying to do with mindfulness. Yeah. We would call it prayer, but, like, there's this reality of when you step into it, you're like, oh, my gosh, like, I can think for myself. I'm trying to process stuff. Because people don't realize that the rest of their life mm. is being dictated to them by a, mm. a non-neutral culture. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's saying, like, no, you need to care about this. Yeah. This is how you need to live your life. And mindfulness is meant to detach you from those things. So I think some of the positive experience that people get is honestly a sense of freedom yeah. from yeah. the burden that is trying to live and run the rat race that our well, culture right. presents. But, yeah, yeah, which like, Prayer for the Christians should
1: be that. Should be already. that. And Absolutely. You know, like, yeah. Slow you down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So one thing I also noticed is um, Tyler Johnson at one of our leadership events, he brought in a doctor who was right. bringing us through these prayer and breathing exercises alongside of prayer, and th- some of these breathing exercises are even used in mindfulness. But he was really just calling them breathing exercises, right. and so uh, what I've noticed too is I think there's even there's a draw to prayer in our society because of like the health benefits of it, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I feel like our culture is very, yeah. I mean, there it's either you well, are obviously you, are. you and I, yeah, we're the not health uh, health conscious, but uh, but a lot of our culture is just very health conscious and wants to be healthy. There's like that's a really good thing too. But um, and so like what they found is like just breathing in these different ways and breathing in deep or stopping and breathing, yeah. Like all these all these things that happen when you pray. Like are good for your actual body, I just think that's kind of interesting, one, from the standpoint of it's interesting that that's what's drawing people to prayer, but two, like no wonder God has us pray in the, all these different kinds of ways and all these moments where we silence ourselves, right. like, go out. Yes. And, um, like God not only knows the, the spiritual connection that's happening, but that something good, physically, biologically, is happening to our body. It's just interesting, to yeah me. yeah, so, absolutely. yeah. Um, all right well let me ask you this how so this google search uh, about prayer the spiking prayer google searches like how how do you think this is an opportunity for Christians in general so we've got like statistically our friends Christian or not but non-Christian friends are are googling prayer how how's that opportunity for us as Christians
0: yeah, well i mean it'd be the equivalent of i guess like if you uh Say expert say experts, maybe too, too big a word, but no. like if, if you were a uh, a star soccer coach, you know what I mean, and you found out that uh, there was this massive rise in Google searches for like kids soccer, you know yeah. what I mean, like it would be a good thing for you to insert yourself into that conversation, why, because you coach soccer, yeah. you know mean, it's obvious, so I, I think there's the, the most obvious low-hanging fruit piece of it is, is like prayer is like, that's kind of our deal, yeah. or at least it should be, right? I mean, yeah. it's like, we, we are supposed to be a people of prayer. We, we believe something crazy that like, we like talk to God yeah. and we hear from God yeah. and God like speaks to us and wants that, you yeah. know, like prayer is, is very much like our thing. And, and I don't want to say our thing limiting it to just Christianity. I mean, all religions we're gonna have some form of of what they would call prayer, uh, specifically, obviously the the Judeo uh, like Judaism and and Islam and the Abrahamic faiths and stuff like that are gonna claim that you know at the same yeah. time. I think for Christians, um, it's okay for us to think a little bit like, oh, "This is our deal. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is what we do." And so, uh, so I think there's that. There's, we have an opportunity to witness and teach people and talk to people that, like, you no know, God wants to talk to you. Yeah. He created you for this. We can talk image of God. We can talk about his desire to commune with people. We can talk about how, he, how much he desired to commune with people. That then, like, he literally came and lived here and then died for us and the whole deal. But I think there's also the other benefit for Christians in this is um, is if the whole world is doing it, I sure hope we are yeah you know what yeah. I mean, like if like a whole bunch of non- Christians and secularists and atheists or whatever are yeah. all thinking like, Hey, we need to pray, yeah gosh man, this should be like the prime time for the church yeah. where we've often said, Hey man, like how do we make redemption flagstaff like a place of prayer yeah. and, and are we gonna be a church that prays like hopefully this is a season that like actually moves the like Christians to like "No, we're gonna we're actually gonna do this, you yeah. know so I, I think those two stand out the most, yeah that's but, interesting yeah. um
1: yeah I think that I, I think it is just an opportunity to like to almost like reach out to your friends and just be like yeah just ask these simple questions of like hey what's giving you anxiety what can I be praying for for you like, yeah I don't know I, I, maybe you don't even have to necessarily start with the awkward like how can I pray for you? But mm-hmm. maybe that is like where you can start. I don't know. I think uh, there, there's. It'd be a lot interesting,
0: like yeah. you know, like people logging in and off. And there's only things like five people watching right now. But if people come back and watch this later as well, like if you would do maybe a social experiment on this for us and on your Facebook page or whatever your social media is, and just post something that says, "How can I be praying for my friends?" Um, and just see maybe some of the responses you get and who you get them from. Because I bet. Um, like, I've, I, you know, this is kind of one of the things that I think it's, like, one of the best, like, opportunities for Christians is, are you close enough to a bunch of people that when stuff goes wrong, you're the one they call, that type of thing? And so, like, as soon as this corona stuff started hitting, there's a lot of people that have been, It sounds almost like I'm trying to say I'm great at this, but this is an idea of, like, I'm a friendly person, whatever, but that there's been a lot of people saying, hey, like, what's, what do you think's going on, and why is God doing this, and, and that type of thing, so... Um, I, I'd i be interested if you guys are out there and would post that on your Facebook page and just say, hey, yeah. how can yeah. I be praying for y'all? Yeah. You know, and just see the answers you get and then actually please pray for people yeah, too. Yeah, that's know. good. Yeah. Um. Well, let me ask you this, what, do you have
1: any, so, yeah, I do think ultimately the Google searches for prayer spiking, it, it is a good thing, like it's, it's awesome, I think anytime, you know, it, it makes me think of the, the god fears in Acts, where well, they didn't believe in Jesus as God yet, but yeah. they, like, were c- going towards that realm. You yeah, know? right. Um, but, so are there any pitfalls to this? Are there any, like, what are, what are some of your concerns, at least, in the idea that that prayer, it, this spike in prayer searches? Any concerns yeah. you have with that?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, I think the most obvious one is, like, you've been on the internet, <laughs> like, yeah. You know what's there? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, the, you'll find anything on the internet. And yeah. right? so, I think there's just a reality of, like, no, prayer is not just a... Like, prayer means something specific. Yeah. You know? And totally. so, I, there is a concern of, like, hey, you're going to go in, you're going to research this thing, and you're yeah. going to land somewhere that's actually going to teach you wrong stuff yeah. about prayer. You know? And not saying, like, you and I, we hold the keys to all truth around prayer. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I think we know more than others, given that this is part of our life, you yeah. know? We feel we talk to God. And yeah. So, but, I mean, it's like, man, you jump on the internet, dude. <laughs> you're going to find some crazy yeah, stuff. Like, yeah, and totally. so, and anyone could post an article, you know, you get, uh, you, you jump on it, and it's all of a sudden, it's from what someone said you don't know. But yeah. then that becomes your truth. Yeah. Because we just tend to believe stuff on the internet really easy. So, yeah. I think that's a pitfall, right? Yeah, it's just like, yeah, yeah you're going to search prayer, but what are you going to get when you click on that link, yeah. you know? So... Yeah, almost. yeah, totally. I think I think for me,
1: like even just thinking through that, just what I'm concerned about with it is I mean, first and foremost is like as much as prayer is good for people, I want people to pray to God. <laughs> like a, and yeah, I'm not right, saying right, God like yeah, the God of the Bible. Right. I want them to know and pray to Jesus and and I, I'm even open and flexible with people being like, I'm praying to a God out there. I, I, I do think the God of the Bible is like could be like, Well, I am the God out there, you know, and maybe
0: yeah, I mean, works in their lives that, yeah, yeah totally. i think there's an aspect of that
1: but but yeah i guess that's my biggest worry i, I just like man even though prayer is a good thing and it does all these good things for us like if you don't get the ultimate good thing out of it which is relationship with god who we we're created for uh like not what's the point but it, it kind of is like what's the point <laughs> like what a, you know so that, i mean i think that's that's my biggest concern in all this is like people will search this and they'll get just enough prayer just enough away from God and who He is, uh, to never get God. You yeah, know, the it's like, Yeah, you know, right, it's yeah. like Matt Chandler saying, yeah. inoculate yourself with just enough Jesus to never actually have Him. Right. Um, so yeah, I think that would be kind of my big concern, and almost like more so like a reason for us as Christians to kind of be like, you know, the uh, per, like experts in prayer. I, I mean, I'm even thinking of the Old Testament. You know, like. There would be these moments with these different people of God where the ruler or someone nearby would be like, Listen, the people of God know how to interpret dreams. Bring in Joseph, he'll tell you know, like or right. Daniel, yeah. he'll know. Like yeah. all this stuff. I, would, I, would, totally I would, it would yeah. almost be great if that's what happens for us as Christians, where it's almost like you I'm do Christians, pray. yeah, yeah. Right. So yeah. anyways, I think that's my problem, my biggest concern is I, I don't want people to pray without I'm fine with people praying, but I, I want them at the end of the day to meet Jesus in the midst of it.
0: So, and I, but and that's the thing is like ultimately like we would say the driving reason behind prayer the number one right yeah. is like communion with God, yeah. communion with Christ and the Spirit of God. Yeah. Not like He's gonna give you the stuff you ask for. Yeah, yeah. Which sometimes I think He just does He does that. Yeah. But I mean, I think like when you start, hey, we're gonna start praying now. It's Lord, like. Hey, or not even Lord, but it's just God or whoever's out there. Please heal my friend. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen, right? Like what? A misunderstanding of prayer all of a sudden becomes this. I'm um, gonna attribute things to this God. I pray do, yeah. and obviously he's not good. So yeah. I, I think there's some, some dangers in that. Too. Yeah. I think God's faithful. He'll meet people.
1: Yeah, that's in their true. Earnestness. I agree. I agree. So. Um, well, let me ask you this. Just kind of a, uh, not maybe not a closing question yet, but one of our closing questions. What are, what are, for you, and we can both share, I guess, but what are some ways or forms of prayer that have kind of had an impact on you the last few years? Like, uh, yeah, what, some, cause I think prayer happens in a lot of different ways. So what are some of those ways that have really impacted you?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I know there's one that, and you've, you and I have talked a ton about this. Yeah. We, you, you brought it into something we do in service now, but if I could take that one, it's just talking about the lament. Um, just, just being sad and yeah. being okay with that and telling God that things aren't as as good and yeah. everyone knows me, you know me, like generally things are pretty positive, yeah. but there's been like really hard things, there's been like really not great things yeah. that like I just haven't been happy about, <laughs> just, you know? And, yeah. And it's just really comforting because like, it's really nice when I know, like, I can talk to you about this stuff, right? Yeah. Like, that's good. That's comforting. Yeah, yeah. I can talk to my wife. I can talk to our elders. I can talk to, you know, it's different yeah. people. But man, I can talk to God about this stuff too, right? And he's not going to be upset that, like, I didn't navigate this right or say the right stuff. Like, he's just pretty stoked that, like, yeah. I'll talk to him. So I think that the pattern of it we see in Scripture is massive. Um, we often talk about... Um, the Psalms of Lamentation and and especially when you get into Psalm 88 and just that whole idea of how Psalm 88 doesn't really have a bow in the end it's just a guy complaining and and it's like how does God feel about the fact that uh, that he literally allowed Holy Scripture to be written that makes him look bad you know what I mean like that's just like a crazy idea to say like hey you know uh, this thing makes me look not good I want you guys to sing it in the temple you know like that's what a what a secure and amazing God that's, yeah, like, cool with that. Because every other God you've ever studied, is like, dude, if you say something bad about me, yeah. I'm going to crush you. Totally. You know? And so that's that that that's been a big one, I think, that, like, I've learned and grown, and I know that our church, we've been trying to press yeah. into deeply, too. Can, Can I ask I, you a, pers- a little bit personal question about lament? Yeah, i tell you yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, like, no, I know
1: lament for, like, we've talked about this a little bit recently, but, like, lament for you isn't, like, your natural go-to, like, you do it, but, like, it's harder for you sometimes, or you don't even think of it, what, why, what about you, what, like, why do you think that is?
0: Yeah, um, it doesn't feel good, Yeah. you know, Yeah, yeah. If I'm honestly, like, yeah. uh, I think when I'm done with it, there's a real, like, cathartic, like, God, it feels good then, it. but, yeah, yeah, but mm-hmm. in the midst of it, acknowledging pain for me, just, yeah. I don't like it, right, because, Yeah. I'm way more very, like my wife, close friends, you guys all to like, it's just way easier to just tell myself everything is good. Yeah. Um, But then I just, I, I feel it in other ways though, you know, yeah. like uh, stress and, and everything. So, I, yeah, I just don't like the way it feels, mm. you know, to like have to be honest with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes there is a reality to like an, an, an over-belief in I think what ends up being is an overbelief in my um, what was I used to be the word of how much mostly my family or yeah. whatever or the church whatever like needs me to be a certain way. Oh yeah. So then there's that like well I yeah. got to keep it together because yeah. you know, otherwise the sin could fall apart which is just just foolish. Yeah. That's ultimately God's job. So yeah. Those two things. I so I do it. Yeah. And I'm learning it. Yeah, yeah, but, but I still am not a fan. Yeah. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I think for me, like to change prayer subjects or whatever. I think one of the hi, Sarah. um, Good to the, see you. um uh I think one one form of prayer that I've been really diving into the last couple years even is contemplative prayer. Yeah. Uh, we there was a conference that Serge Dene put on uh, with Rich Velotas. Velotas. Um, yeah, I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah. Um, I'm too gringo, but uh, but he like that was a huge part of the conference, and, and this idea of contemplative prayer is just kind of like sitting in the presence of God and uh, almost almost not talking or almost t- saying very little, and and uh, I don't I don't know how he posed it, but I, I met I eventually got this like image of like man sitting beside someone and just not talking and spending time with them even without talking, which yeah. happens very often when you yeah. have depth of relationship, like you. In our culture, that's so weird, weird. Yeah, in our culture, that's weird. But I think when you really do know someone, there's just these moments where it's quiet, but you're spending time together, and so yeah, I've been trying to do that. I've been uh, I've been really trying to dive into that moment, and uh, and I've been trying to do it in the way that like I would with a person or something, just like hey, how's it how's it going? Hey, what's up? You know, like and just kind of sit there and. Uh, so that's been good. I've been, in particular, I've been trying to do it, like, before a sermon, especially when we were at, uh, Coconina, or not Coconina, Flagstaff High like School. That, yeah. Uh, you know, we're backstage in the wings or whatever, have a minute before coming up after announcements or whatever, and I would just try to, right. yeah, I would just try to do that, and I, I felt that's very securing, right. it's very anchoring for me, and sometimes, uh, you know, maybe it isn't that, but I felt, for me, that, that that's one big, um... Aspect of prayer that's kind of um, benefiting yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, In the last few years. So. Yeah. Yeah. Any other sorts of prayers? Yeah.
0: Um, the tool that was taught to us uh, by Paul Miller, and I'll show you this book in just a minute, um, called Prayer Cards, yeah, yeah. has been sweet. Um, I haven't. I, I came out of the when I first learned about it. I came out like a shotgun and just did t- like tons of these. Yeah. And now I have about ten that I just. Am, really faithful with prayer cards are a little index card yeah you write the title of kind of that thing you want to pray about at the top and then you just keep returning to it and yeah. you pray try and pray through them every day and then write notes when you need to like oh like if i pray for this and then this is where god answered right? or yeah, i pray yeah. for this again you know that type of idea and just for me man it's been really a practical gift yeah. so like if, if you guys think that way at all you know and just kind of need something tangible a little bit yeah yeah get some index cards write down the name of a a close friend you want to pray for um it could be your job right it could be anything you know like your pet your work your wife whatever and just write it down and then just pray for that every day and then just and then hear god and see god answer and then you can now you have this card and then like now uh there's certain things that have like four or five cards you know that have been like Wow, there's just I like, pray for this so much now yeah. that like then there's like a backlog of, of index cards. So yeah, can I see like your journey of prayer praying for that over time? Yes, yeah. which is awesome. <clears throat> yeah, it really is yeah, cool. That's cool. Like I love that part. So that's a real that's a neat thing.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So Yeah, I've I'm not good about keeping the cards, I lose them all the time. <laughs> I was like trying to do that after Paul Miller was saying that, you know, and so uh, so yeah anyways I, uh, I've i been trying to use my phone for that like just the notes uh, aspect of my phone Yeah, uh, so. they have an app too uh, yeah they do it's, yeah. it's not very good but, oh, well, I, I mean I that. tried using it and it, at least at the time it was bitchy <laughs> sorry sorry John and uh, Paul yeah <laughs> <laughs> we <let> you guys <laughs> kind of yeah. no personally but I don't think you ever watch this but uh, so anyways um, yeah that's that's been helpful for me too even just when people are talking to me for something i'm like hey let me just like write this down on my phone you know yeah so uh anyways uh other i mean for me one thing i've been pressing into the last few months again i'm not we're not trying to show what the left hand is doing to the right hand or whatever you know like we're trying we're just trying to share what's going on and stuff that's been helpful for us but i've been trying to combine this whole fasting and prayer thing and wow, i think dear. the first time i know for me that's <laughs> yeah this guy he's really surprised that that's actually a real thing we just had a conversation about fasting a few weeks ago that he, he was he, he called me a heretic no I'm just kidding but uh but uh so anyways um, all that being said uh yeah just trying to do that you know and letting my hunger throughout the day push me to praying for something right. a lot of times it's, for me it's been like something more serious or something that I just want to remember to pray for so and I've I've noticed it's given me, that hunger helps remind me to pray, and then that hunger also reminds me that God's the only one that can, like, satiate right. my need or whatever fill. in that situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah and so, fill, yeah. so, so anyways, that's, that's kind of another one for me. Has there been
0: any other kind of, I don't know, prayer practices for you that? No, I mean, just, I, I think uh, probably about two years, eh, even maybe more than that, it's probably like three or four years ago, when we first started interacting with Miller's stuff in particular. I think that was like, you know, so, because I would hate that, like, if, if, if any of you are watching this and care what we think at all, um, we, we truly, like, if there's something that like if I can say, like, hey, I really would love for you to grow in a certain area in your life, it's going to be prayer and, and, and probably the Bible, I'll toss the scriptures in there as well, but just, to, but talking to the Lord um, and, and, and just being honest and enjoying it, jumping into all this kind of stuff, so. I'm just gonna, again, if you've watched this or you watch it later, like, right when this video ends, don't just go run to whatever you're doing next. Mm -hmm. Like, would you just, would you commit to, hear me, I'm asking for one minute, right? Commit to one minute of, uh, of prayer, of just, like, sitting back and actually trying to talk to God. If you're not a Christian or you don't do that, listen, it's as simple as the way you would talk to a friend. It's just God's actually listening to you. Like, we actually believe that. And so just talk to him. Tell him what's going on. Ask him for stuff. You know, that type of deal. If you're a Christian, again, just don't pop off. Like, pray for a minute, if yeah. you would. And then, you know, for me, it was, I started in at five minutes, and then it was trying to do ten a day, and it was all that, you know. Yeah. And so I think there's this sense of, like, hey, I need to work my prayer life. i got to go. i got to get up at 5 a.m. Yeah, and, yeah. and knock it out of the park. It's like, no, nah, dude. dude like, just or do talk. what you can do. Just start talking. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah.
1: I also, I'm bad at waking up early. And so, and this is something Randy, he doesn't ask me about, but he always asks about it. He just and I, I pray often before I go to bed. And those are a lot of times when my quiet time is. It's not Christ like, because Christ did seem to wake up early, but he also stayed up late to pray. So, yeah. I'm halfway there. Halfway there? Yeah.
0: But thanks, Andy. Appreciate uh, the shout out. And, yeah. uh, it's kind of hurtful. It's a Andy, compliment. Yeah, Andy's been the main so. persecutor
1: of our hair, and uh, we've been just the main persecutors of Andy in general. So it's, <laughs> it, it, it even it evens that
0: being said, shout out to my wife Verity, and then shout out to Hannah Romero and Jessica Tenery for cutting Anthony's hair, yeah. so we don't look awful on Easter Sunday. I felt awful. Um, so, yeah. just my hair, Just I'm just, my hair's disgusting, I'm
1: yeah. disgusting. Right. Um, but, Uh. So, let's we'll, we'll show, before we get off the rails here, show some of you these resources, these books on prayer, some of your favorite books on prayer. Yeah. I've read two of them and I really enjoy them, but show us them and talk about them.
0: Yeah, so I've read a few books. Um, this first one is probably the one that a lot of you maybe haven't read. is by Henry Nouwen, who uh, I'm just a big fan of, Catholic guy. Uh, the book's called The Only Necessary Thing. It's a sh- it's a collection of essays and prayers from now on. And uh, it drew me in just by the title. I mean, like, The Only Necessary Thing and um, like that and, and Pat O'Tai. But like, if you... The Reformers saying solo script. I know, I know, yeah, I, know. I know. I'm <laughs> sorry. But uh, that being said, it's, just a, it's a great quick read. And you can use it as a devotion, which yeah. I really like about it. So it's just like, you got these... Short essays and and things on prayer from yeah. now on that I think are really brilliant. So I, I'm a big fan of his stuff. Cool. The next one is is one that we both have uh, the next we both read. Um, so a praying life by Paul Miller. Uh, we have had the privilege of uh, spending some time with Paul and him coming in and doing some trainings for Redemption. Uh, him and the guy John Hory and we love like love these guys. Yeah. I think the biggest thing with with Paul Miller in uh, all of his stuff is like you just believe him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. It's like, you actually yeah. do the have stuff that you're saying. You yeah, have do yeah, relationship totally. with God. So this book, I think, is, is maybe the best practical, yeah. this will get you praying better, so yeah. a praying life. We have um, extra copies of these at the office that we'd love to give you if you wanted one. You know, I would say relational. Like I feel yes. like that's a oh, right. are yeah. you
1: know, buzzword in, Christ- in evangelicalism, mm-hmm. but... It really is relational. It's yes. really like going to huge relational
0: components. Right, there. it's organic. It's organic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... um, the last one is, uh, this is our, if you didn't notice, we have a mandatory uh, Tim color plug <laughs> 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 uh, every, Every time, but this one is uh, it's, uh, by uh, Tim Keller, uh, one of our kind of favorite pastors, theologians, but it's entitled Prayer, so you know what it's about. Um, there's a great quote that reads you from the back. It says, Prayer is the only entryway into genuine self-knowledge. It is also the main way we experience deep change, the reordering of our loves. Prayer is how God gives us so many of the unimaginable things he has for us. Indeed, prayer makes it safe for God to give us many of the things we most desire. It is the way we know God, the way we finally treat God as God. Prayer is simply the key to everything we need to do and be in life. And I just think it's phenomenal. So anyway, uh, those are three books. If if what it says to you, if anyone wants a copy, let us know. We'll find a way to get you one if you're willing to commit to reading it and uh and, and try to cultivate a good prayer life. That's great. Well, thanks for hanging with us
1: guys. We just, yeah, we just wanted to talk about our culture and prayer, we just thought that Google thing was kind of interesting. It's fascinating. And Yeah, this conversation ended up being a, like, a little bit more robust than I expected it to be. So, um, yeah, uh, we just encourage you guys to uh, see this as an opportunity, we kind of already talked through some of that, see it as an opportunity. Um, if you're out there and you're not a Christian somehow, and you're seeing this, uh, one, I'm sorry, but two, uh, thanks for being with us and not
0: sorry that you're not a Christian. Sorry that you had to watch us. Yes. As well. Well, that's, thank you for clearing yeah, yeah, that you that's you No, I'm sorry way. that you had to, that you spent 58
1: minutes here watching us, but uh, <laughs> um, but, but that being said uh, I, Man, I would just encourage you like don't let the benefits of prayer be the only thing you get out of prayer I, w- I would encourage you even to ask Jesus if he would reveal himself to you and see what happens there but Um, So yeah next week next Thursday, we're gonna be doing Tuesday and Thursday Tuesday's gonna be our normal weekly update announcements type time uh, For Vinny G live and then next Thursday, we're gonna be uh, Doing our question and response time together. And so we want your questions. They don't have to all be the same. There can be all kinds of uh, Things and so all kinds of topics all kinds of ideas small or big and so so send us your questions Send us a text send us a message on here. You could comment on this post uh, however you want to get that to us and we'll just talk through a handful of them or yeah. all of them if we have time and uh, yeah and so we'll go from there. So thanks for hanging with us uh, any closing remarks on prayer or anything like that? No yeah. I, please do it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks guys. Vince is going to walk over the camera now. and Anthony's going to tell you his joke of the week. Yeah I, don't, I already told you guys it on uh, Tuesday so you're just going to see my face.